Hey, look, I can record yet. No, I'm not. I was. Yeah, I deleted a bunch of stuff. So today is December 15th, 2023. Um, this is our tech catch up. Is that what we call this? I guess. Sounds good to me. I mean, I think I think Pierce has the best hair of all of us in this uh, in this video today. I mean, it looks great. Dude, my hair is out of control. I think it looks great, man. Thank you. So um, I guess for right now, we can start with Mr. Stephen Kleiner. Stephen Kleiner, what are you up to, buddy? What are you doing? Lots of splicing and end-of-year decoms. End-of-year decoms. So, so tell us about some projects you've been working on. I mean, it's it's just four of us right now, so let's let's hear about the excitement in your life. Um, working on a manufacturing project for a bunch of muxes for a tier one carrier that looks like it's actually going to close. So that's cool and. That will mean that we can do distribution for those muxes via cable and connections too. Nice. Kind of excited about that. Just got the email. So we'll see how that shakes out. Yeah, Steve, you sound really excited. I like the enthusiasm. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Leave it to the Ray. Uh, I know. I know. You can never tell sometimes. Steve, Steve is just the happiest guy on earth. How's the mouth feel, man? Still hurts. Still. Yeah. It looked like you got a little swelling still. Yeah. Do you use some teeth pulled or something? Uh, yeah, oral surgery. Good times. It's wonderful. Well, anything else coming up in the next week or two before you close out the year? Because I think this is the last tech catch-up of the year. I think oh, it is. Anyway. No, hopefully take some time off before the new year. Okay, I like it. Well, thanks for jumping in. Yeah. Mr. All Green Lights, Mr. Agle, Mr. Pierce Smithwick. Si, senor. Pablo Escobar. What's going Pablo on here? Your... That's my, that's what today feels like. Um, I'm sitting here doing Ekao as I am on this call, so I apologize. Um, things are good. They're usually, they're frighteningly busy. Like, I wasn't expecting to be this busy right now, nor was I expecting that going into 2024, it's going to be as busy as it looks right now. Um, you know, you guys know me, you know my clients. It's the same usual uh, dumpster fire, if you will. But we're surviving and we're plugging along. I'm really excited for this coming week. I'm going to partner up with uh, the NWTEL guys and part of Netline to go work down in Atlanta. So we're going to have seven guys down there deploying, what is it? 100 workstations, 30 wall mounts, 22 TVs, 30-something printers. Could be an undertaking. So. It's awesome. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. But other than that, things are good. I've had a, it's been a really good year, but a lot of good changes. And I'm looking forward to some changes next year. But yeah, I'm not complaining about anything. I like it. I yeah. like it. So is the install in Atlanta your, your last big job for the year or? Last big one, I might have two little tiny, like, like one of the clients here in town hit me up the other day and they like, oh, we have some year and money to spend. And so I'm trying to get approval to do the work they want done so they can drop, you know, $8,000 on a bunch of wall mounts between now and okay. So it's, you know, little things like that. But yeah, the Atlanta thing is going to be, it's the last big, big, big thing I have this year. So. Okay. That's a big one, man. That's awesome. And you said you got NWTEL and. Uh... That line. That line down there. That's great. Yep. yep. 
That'll be fun. Awesome. Cool, man. Well, thank you for uh, jumping in. Is there anything that you want to share with the community that might be watching us later? No, I'm good. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, no big updates. Cool. Uh, Mr. Whiteside, what's going on with you, Mr. Canadian? Hey, uh, not a lot. Just finishing my alarm install today. That's about it. Alarm install? Yeah. Leonard doesn't do alarms. No, I don't. You mean you work for people other than Clannard? We didn't know that. Oh, I work for myself sometimes. Okay. It's a, rare, it's a rare occurrence, but. It's a rare occurrence. So while you're on, tell us a little bit about the uh, project that you did up in uh, Connecticut with the uh, Mr. Jeff Day project. Oh, um, organized chaos, we'll call it. Organized so, chaos? Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where one of his biggest customers, um, says do this by this day um, but you show up on site and you got 40 other trades uh walking over each other in a thousand square feet so um i think quite a few nights we ended up staying late because it was easier to work past three or four o'clock and have the place to ourselves versus trying to be there 20 other people walking at the same time yeah, i could have told you that much buddy oh i know that's what we do all the time Favorite time to work. Yeah. Hey, and, and my phone doesn't ring that late either, so it's even better. Your what was that, Rob? I didn't hear that. I, I, said, I said, I said, if I work past five o'clock, my phone doesn't ring as much either, so I can I can actually get work done. Yeah, that's true. That's a good thing. That is a that is a good thing. So, uh, did you guys do anything while we were up there? Did you uh, spend uh, all the time? Um, we have dinner. Uh, a few okay. places, nothing exciting. Uh, hung out, had a had fun installing stuff. Um, and yeah, I think I think he's actually back there today, trying to wrap up the project for that customer. Okay, awesome. So, yeah, oh, very good about it. Anything else going on? Any big installs before the uh, year is over? Uh, no, I think I'm actually staying home. Oh wow. So you're not gonna you're not gonna make it down here for one last sorry, last meal. Sorry, 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 sorry. I lied. I'm going to Montreal next week to do a rock and sack for a customer that's it's like 50 plus switches, but there's no power yet in the MDF or IDF. So I'm not really sure why I'm going, but I'll take someone's money. Okay, sold and sold. Yeah, exactly. Um, and last end of the year thing, um, I think I can do something probably. Um, I guess we got to figure out what day we want to go and then we can make that a thing. Well, I want to make sure, you know, you fly to as many places as you can to keep your status. I would hate for you to lose it. Oh, don't worry. I'm, I'm already past that point. Excellent. Uh, anything coming up that you want to share? Uh, no, no, not a lot. Um, I think, I think what same as Pierce was saying, 2024 is, um, looks pretty busy already nothing's really there's nothing there's a lot of things that are kind of um tentative dates wise but i know they're coming um but i expect to be busy busy come the year nice good man i'm happy to hear that well very good sir thank you for jumping in i think this call is going to be pretty quick there's not too many people on i think people are either in holiday mode or they're just trying to bang out some projects before the end of the year uh mick 
What about you? What you got going on? Oh, this one is just trying to finish this year pretty strong. Um, I've got, uh, there's this cool thing that started opening up. It's like a, a rent a kitchen. So they are a business and they'll have like 15 mini kitchens and they rent them out. I don't know if you guys have them in your area, but there's yeah. at least three of them I'm doing here. And they're catering to really like Uber Eats and DoorDash and those kind of places. So you go in there, you open it up, you rent your kitchen space, and then you sell your food. Uh, and then a bunch of like just delivery drivers go and send it out. But it's weird because they have, so it's access control to get in. And when you're in, like kind of QR code it, and then cabinets open up. Which is kind of more access control, right? Yeah, okay. And then your food is in the cabinet. You take it and you leave. Um, so I'm doing my second one of those this weekend, and then I got a third one coming up next week. Um, it's really one of those things that just is cool project, right? Like there's the fun stuff, and there's the stuff we do every day. So this is kind of the fun stuff. Nice. And how did you how did you come across doing that work? Uh, the owner had another integrator doing everything and he wound up falling out with them. And then they, uh, I don't know how he found me, but he decided, I hate that guy. And I want you to take over all his work. That's a good thing, man. And, <laughs> so, and so you're not sure how he found you though. No, I just got a phone call. Okay. Well, that's cool. Nice. Well, what was your opinion of the uh, job up in Connecticut last week since Rob just said it was organized chaos? What were your thoughts on it? So, just like Rob said, it was a lot of people trying to get all of their stuff done at the last minute, but that, that's also a really cool project he had going on. I mean, he's had, it's high security, one, because of the industry he's in. So, we had to set up a man trap, so that had to be configured. Plus, you know, 10 doors, 30 cameras, two alarm systems. I mean, it was just a ton of work to get everything up and running. Um, and this is kind of like just normal operating procedure for, you know, his business. So um, it was cool. We had some fun. Uh, it was a lot of long days, though. I mean, like Rob said, it's, it, was, it was 9 and 10 o'clock was the get off time. And the start time was usually around 7, 730. So. Yeah, it's a long day. It's burning it. Nice. We had some nice Brazilian steakhouse at the end to celebrate before the flight's home. Okay. So it's a good time. <laughs> Did Rob have lobster? That's what Sean wants to know. No, I had I had all the beef. You had all the beef? Oh yeah. It was it was delicious. That's good. That steakhouse was really nice. I'm sure we did that over lobster because, you know. We have Rob with us, Mr. Seafood. Yep, he's Mr. Seafood. He does love it. Nice, man. Well, uh, anything that you got coming up before the end of the year? Any big projects or is this? Uh, uh... I'm going to be doing some work for the waste treatment plants out here in Baltimore. So they need security. So that's that's a big one. Um, I'm still hashing out the details with them on how much they need, but. We're working in now. I'm, I'm in touch with one of the national GCs that are in town, and they need me because they have to hire locals. So, insert, insert TriCan security. Nice.
So last night, Sean and I had a emergency visit to our our new joint client that we work together with and uh, over something that has nothing to do. Actually, Clenner, actually, Clenner's there, too, now at this point. Um, yeah, we got blamed. We didn't get blamed, but they thought it was something we might have done. Their cellular dialer failed last night. Hmm. And it was uh, they thought it was because we had also moved their analog phone lines, but it turned out that it had nothing to do with it. Hmm. You moved their analog phone lines. Yeah, well, no, you were there, Steve, so you get part of the blame. You watched me do it, so I just want somebody to, to, to like, acknowledge that I worked. <laughs> That's all I'm saying is you watched me do something. Um, but, yeah, so we ended up getting there, and we spent quite a bit of time trying to trace out a problem that had literally nothing to do with us. Found out their cellular dialer went down. Um, they originally thought that the cellular dialer had an analog POTS line backup. And it does not. So we found that out yesterday too. So they thought they had something that they did not, but it leads to the point that um, they have what's called an EntraGuard system. So oh, the EntraGuard system, are you familiar with that? Yeah, yeah, I saw it when I was there. Yeah, so for the people that don't know what that is, all that is is, you know, you go to the front door and you wanna get let into the building, you dial a number, it calls the resident, the resident presses a button on the phone and it opens the door. Um, so that, has to have a, a, an active phone line to call. Um, they want to get that off of that POTS line and somehow get that on a cellular. So they asked the question, like, is that something Mick can do? So I don't know if EntraGuard or systems like that is something that you are familiar with, but I figured I'd ask. The face tells me no, <laughs> but- you I think I'm do. sure it's probably something easy, but- You should you do an ATA dialer yeah. on the network. I'm sorry, fill me in on such technology. Just a SIP to POTS, Cisco, SBA, 122, whatever. Can they integrate that with their existing system so they don't have it's to just, replace it? It's just, an, it's just a RJ11 port on there thing that dials. Um, oh, so did you say Cisco ATA, like the little yeah. box? Oh, yeah. okay, then I know exactly what it is, okay. Yeah, you should just get, get one of those, get a reliable SIP provider and you know, for 20 bucks, you're done. Do, do you know a reliable SIP provider, Leonard? Do you know anyone? I can recommend a few. Actually, I thought one, you might know somebody. One that we should get in the group. I need to send Gina an email about that one, too. Okay. Cool. Um, yeah, that's that's not a terrible idea. Yeah. I suggest you get those on, like, a remote reboot port, though, because... Any sine wave uh, variation, those those boxes are all like two millivolts, so they freak the fuck out when uh, there's any kind of weird voltage. I gotcha. It makes sense. Which yeah. we really we sh we don't really have a vendor for that, do we? Uh, digital media does it, but they have to have their entire solution in house. But no, 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 the reboot. Like who, who, I don't see a lot of us using remote reboot in the installs. So, yeah, no, I mean, Eaton's got something for that. So we can talk with Mike about that. Um, Unify's got a, a remote manageable PDU now. Yep. Anyone play with us? Well, I mean, you, you, you know, somebody, so we, we, we should, we should do something. Okay. 
Yes, Clenard, I feel like you are the guy that knows everybody. I know no, I just know you guys. So me knowing you guys means I don't I get a lot of favors. Though. You're not getting a lot of what? I don't get a lot of favors out of the people I know, unfortunately, though. Eh, me neither. Me neither. Um, Steve, I need some help with fiber. Okay. That that waste treatment plant, don't ask me why, but they want a piece of six strand from the rack to the monitor. And I told him that makes no sense. And he said, why? just bid it, and we'll figure it out later. Okay. We so, got I got six. Six is easy. How far? I think it's probably a hundred feet total. Okay. I don't know why they're doing it. I don't think what it's is the monitor. It's for a monitor, and I'm like, you could probably do a, you know, HDMI over Cat six. Why you need six strands of fiber? Beyond me, but that was the spec. Okay. So, I, I tried to look up uh, land shack. Yeah, yeah. So, so Jeff sent me the land shack, and I looked it up just so I could kind of get like ballpark pricing on it. But like, I don't know the difference between an SC and an LC and OM two and OM three. Like, I was lost. You want single mode, regardless. That's what I thought. I knew it was single mode, but then it's still like all the OM one, two, and three, right? Oh, it's all OS. OS two. OS two. Yeah. Well, yeah. why are they running in fiber for that? I mean, that? I'm really curious about that. I asked. I asked, and he said he's he's still gonna get back to me. But you know, questions were already due, and he said, "That's hey, fine. Bid it, and we'll figure out if we need it or not later." <laughs> and I like that answer. Yeah, but I'll take it. All right. Now, just just professionally curious. Oh, I'm professionally curious too, because I'm sitting there like you need a media converter if you want to plug it into a TV. Right. There's there's a whole lot of extra equipment that's required to extend fiber. Like, anyway, I'll shut up. <laughs> no, we had the same questions. Ready so, then. So Steve, I need you to tr probably translate those requirements into like real things. Okay. So, fibers, fibers, yeah. magic, man. Fibers, magic. <laughs> Only when you plug it in with the right polarity, it works. You know what? I wasn't there. Stop giving me shit for it. I was not on site, and I did not think about it. And, and I don't and wasn't I, even there, but I'm can picture what happened. Yeah, yeah. I, fiber was backwards. I mean, whatever. It happens, dude. It happens, and I I wasn't there, so it's all right. That's all right. I keep yeah. trying to blame Dave, but it he day you know I wasn't allowed to blame Dave apparently. So that's okay. That Clinic can give you all the grief in the world since he's the fiber god. He is. So. I guess since it's just the six of us, can we uh, can we have like a, an open chat about TechFest since I've got the, the banner backgrounds going? Like, what are you guys looking forward to seeing and what do you guys want? I mean, Kleiner and I have been having some good conversations in regards to the things that I want to see on the fiber side of the world. But what do you guys want to see? What are you excited about? Are we doing training classes? Yeah, I would yeah. like us to. Okay. We have no schedule yet. All right. I, I like the classes, so I'm I'm interested to see, you know, what we're going to do. And I've been thinking about it, like, what specifically do I want to see? I mean, obviously, there's a whole lot of fiber I need to start learning at some point. Um, so that that's always a big one. 
but as far as other stuff, I think I want to think about it a little bit more on what, you know, what I'm weak at that I want to really brush up on for this. Because that's what I feel like this is for. It's like, take the time and learn something. Yeah, so I was talking with Steve last night just on the way home from the job. One of the things I want to do, so I don't know if you guys know this, but the venue that we're having it at, we actually have three rooms. So we've got the main hall where the 20-ish booths will be set up. We've got one room that's like a 20 by 20 or whatever size it is for like, you know, meetings for those breakout sessions. And then we've got another room right next to it that's another same 20 by 20 that I think that we should use for like labs. When I say labs, I mean for hands-on training. So Steve will set up a fiber splicer. Um, we'll set up like some vertical cable stuff so that we can teach newbies how to do all that stuff the right way. Lacing panels, and that's something that we don't need to keep a clock on. That stuff that's just there open to build the entire time. I mean, what do you guys think of that? Maybe an access alarm panel to keep so that people know how to wire a strike or, 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 or I don't know. I'm spitballing. I'd love to have ideas. Like set it up like kind of how we did the rack, like it's a... Um standalone you know piece of wood that stands up and that can be doable I, I built one internally for demos but you could definitely like come up with a tkw version of it and i'm sure we can get pdk to you know jump on board and sponsor us for that yeah they're uh he's already pretty interesting coming i just i owe him some information but the conversation that i had with him last week was really good so I mean, maybe we want to do that wiring, have them go through wiring of a panel. Okay, I press, like it. Press practices, stuff like that. I mean, I know there's just putting the, the wires in the in the right spots, but there's also like you know the labeling and the all that part, the cute stuff. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's become so abundantly clear to me in the last couple months of rebuilding that one customer's world, that labeling is important because nothing we had in the last six months of rebuilding everything for them was labeled. So, Dude. nothing. So, everything. I'm going to take away your Epson labeler, dude. What's No, no, no. We didn't do the work. Everything's <laughs> labeled now. We inherited all of this stuff. It was not labeled. So now everything is labeled and everything is organized. But I think that if things were labeled properly, I think a, a 10 hour job would have been a one hour job because I would have known where everything was. Right. Like the only labeling we had was the stuff that we had put in the switches because we were able to identify of what port it was in, what equipment it was. So with that, we were able to take that and say, okay, we know as soon as we pull this out of the panel, this wire is this, this wire is that. But, yeah, I, I definitely think a lesson on labeling and its importance would probably be a really good thing. I can do it. Yeah. Yep. Ubiquity, we don't need to label anything. I mean, hey, that switch is showing up in my office here any minute. I can't wait to see how good it is. What's that, Pierce? That new ether lighting switch is going to show up on my doorstep here any second. I can't wait to see how good it is. You ordered a Ubiquity RGB one? No, you didn't, you nerd. Yes, I did. <laughs> I was oh, talking to Cody about it on TikTok, and he's like, yeah, it's really cool. Does this, this, and this. And I was like, started looking at the specs. I'm like, fuck it, I'll get one. Whatever. 
Well, I mean, it it does kind of fall in line with what you do because you label every patch panel and like patch cord and every everything. So maybe having those ports all be the same colors, if you can do that, is good for you. I mean, I, I'm never going to have a client that's going to put a, that kind of equipment in a commercial environment, production environment. But, you know, from a lab setup or a small SMB setup, sure, it could be totally cool, you know. But I'm just curious. My, my thing that I was excited about was it's got PoE++ on 2.5 gigabit ports. So for that alone, I was like, I'll try it. Yeah, no, that's awesome. It definitely let me know. Um, I'd like to see some videos on it. I'd like to, I'd like to see the, the all, well, the, well, it can't be all green lights. It's going to be all the lights. It's all lights, the lights, video. yeah. Yeah. But I can color code, by, like, by VLAN traffic, you know, we'd have green be whatever, so. Yeah. Nice. Nifty, nifty. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. So, obviously, we are bouncing around some ideas for what we're doing between the stuff that's going on behind my head. Uh, logo wise, and the one that's behind Sean. What do you guys think of that green? Hold on, I gotta mute. Sean likes it. The green is nice. Yeah, we're we're still floating ideas. This is not a definite. This was a this was one of Bear's ideas. <laughs> Rinks is still on the floor. But yeah. I, uh, a lot of stuff in the works. So I just like to get your opinions on what you guys want to see and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I think some basic, like when you talk about labeling, right. And then you get into like your basic techniques, right? What do you do? You get a box, you label where you're going to pull it from. And then you write on the box, right? That's what most of us do. We Sharpie on the box D 34. We put a label on the end. But not at the very end, sort of like two feet back or something, right? Because you know you're going to snip it. Yep. And if you get lucky, you're not going to snip the label off. But more than likely, if you're piercing all your labels, like have to be, you know, dead on even, then yeah, you're going to relabel them. But that kind of stuff. And then when you snip, you got to put the second end of the label on. And I see that a lot of times. Like, I don't know. For a new install, if you're toning, you did something wrong. Agreed. Did something wrong so i know a lot of us keep those in mind but you know cater to the text that need to train up like let's let's go over some like basics of pulling and labeling and cabling what do you do how do you do it you know i think you know i i, I learned from a lot of people they just i mean they, they probably print a label three four times before it's done you know one that goes on it to pull you know, that one gets, as soon as you're done, that one's get probably either scraped off or pulled off during the time. You put another one when you're all done and lacing the panel. And on the other end, you do the same thing, right? You had one on one label on it when you pulled it. And then probably when you terminate, since you're at a different spot, you peel that one off, you put a fresh one on. Um, stuff like that. Just, I think it's valuable. Like I said, some of us do it intrinsically, but I think, you know, we've got some some people who need training up. Some people need to learn it a better way to do it. Yeah, I'd agree. I mean, it was proof was in the pudding on that, right? It text giving. Like when it, it text giving two years ago at Baraka, you know, Abe showed me that method. Like you label it two feet back with a label. You'll never miss that wire. 
And then when we did Thanksgiving, obviously there was a bunch of guys who were writing on Sharpies and we had mislabels. We had wires that we couldn't find. We had numbers that were duplicated and it was like, okay, well, if you had labeled these all out, you wouldn't have that problem. And then it wouldn't be that extra hour at the rack stringing the spaghetti, trying to find the wires. So, right. you know, and not only that, it's like, before you start pulling, you gotta, you gotta know the wiring plan. Like I can't just have 16 drops without numbers on them before I start pulling. Cause I have to know the number to put the label on. So that's yep. another part of it. You know, sometimes people just see the locations and they want to pull, but I think, it, I think it could be valuable. Yeah, I agree. And, and, and Ray, you could do your little, little, uh, pull, pull string trick. You love that, man. It was I gotta tight. make you a little and video. I, looked at it, I was like, wow, that's really cool. As it was tight. It was really tight. Yeah. Yeah. It down pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a good one. It's the only trick I have, so I will share it with whoever wants to see it. We're gonna blow your wad on this one. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, my my magic trick here. How does he do it? How does he do it? Sounds like a song. Yeah, but I I guess uh, does anybody else have anything? I mean, it's just a small group. I don't want to keep you guys on. I know you're all busy. Hey, man, says hi to everybody. By the way. What'd you say there, Pablo? I said, Theron says hi to everybody. He called me two seconds ago. Uh, just, can you tell him thanks for joining the call? That's That was awesome. Out. He's driving. I don't want to hear it. I, hey, you know what? Just, He's out. I'm just asking for the boy. Yeah. Is that a punching bag, Mick? Oh, it is. Are you trying to tell us something? Trying to get in fighting weight for, tech's, uh, for tech fit? No, it's usually my kids. They're monsters. Nice. Well, kids, unless anybody else has anything else, it's always a pleasure talking to you. Um, I hope to do more work with you in the coming year, obviously. And uh, we'll see you all soon. Is this the last one of the year? This is the last, oh, the last tech catch. Yeah, Sean, that's invisible. That's completely invisible, Sean. Sean's playing with the pack out kit. You, you turn off that goofy background, it'll show. Pierce has one of these. What? Um, the uh, pack out kit. Oh, wow. yeah, we're gonna really work on that. Remember? Yeah, I know. Hi, you want to say hi to everybody? Come here, that Jax. Up oh, there, he is. Yeah, <laughs> my dog is passed out next to me on the floor. He's not moving. There he is. But all right, outside. kids, you guys do well, and uh, great seniors. We'll talk to you all. Soon. I'll take care. Have a safe holiday, Mike. Happy holidays. See you.